Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Michigan Avenue Media and the World of Ink Network. This podcast was founded in 2011 by Marsha Casper Cook and Virginia Grenier. Their focus has always been on helping writers reach their dreams by having informative and entertaining shows. You will also hear the latest information on what's new and exciting in the publishing and marketing industry. And the shows will also cover discussions on screenwriting, audiobooks and movies. New to the shows will be the latest style and trends in fashion, as well as nutrition and how Pinterest can add just the right spark of attention you may need for your projects. So, sit back and relax and enjoy the show. You can find out more information about our shows and being a guest at www.michiganavenuemedia.com. Well, good evening, everybody. This is Via Skernier and Marsha Casper Cook for our show this evening. And we were looking to see where Crystal was, but we haven't heard from her yet. So hopefully she'll join us a little bit on the show. How are you doing, Marsha? I'm good. How are you? It's been a while. <laughs> I know it has been a while. I know. So I nice keep telling everybody that. you're coming on, but you, here you are. <laughs> Yeah, good to have you. It's, good to Crystal. I, yeah, she just she emailed me, so you know she texted me, so I don't know. She 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 should be coming. Well, here she's gonna message me anyway. So uh, you wanna tell everybody what we're gonna talk about? Yeah. So basically, um, well, I reached out to Marsha and I said, hey, you know, I want to come back onto the show, and I had just finished up watching a few TV series. Um, through binging on Netflix and binging through, of course, Amazon um, Prime movies and TV shows. And I said, you know, the one thing I'm starting to notice, which is a conversation we've had many times, is more books are being done um, as like Amazon Originals or Netflix Original type shows, be it a movie or a TV series. And um, so, and I think if you guys heard that, weird sound that was my German Shepherd entering the studio trying to she opened the door um, so uh, anyways I said hey let's have a show and let's talk about you know kind of the whole difference between writing a book and script writing and books going to movies and TV series because it's definitely becoming more predominant in seeing this happen um, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't work or work out as well as people plan so that's kind of what we're covering today. Right. I, Crystal is here. There you are, Crystal. Is that you? Yes, it's me. I'm okay, sorry. hi. Hello. It's okay. <laughs> Virginia's already been talking. We're talking about what we're doing, you know, to talk, talking about books to movies or movies to books or however. But, you know, um, it, you know, this is a, um, this time of year, you know, summertime, I mean, people – used to be out more but now I think like Virginia was saying you know that everybody's watching series and she's watching series I'm watching series and books are getting made into series so I think that right now there's more than there's more movies than ever and there's more books for them to make movies of than ever because they can and you know and there are sites I mean there are sites now where people can put their book on which I'm working on I'm trying it because I do write screenplays but I'm trying to see because I do agree with the fact that if you 
have a book, it's very possible you could go into doing um, having a movie being made, and they'll write the script. But uh, but maybe Virginia, you, you and I should. But before we talk a, a little more, uh, Crystal, why don't you tell everybody what you do? Because they, you know, Virginia and I are have been on for a long time, you know. So they, well, we'll we should say that too, Virginia. What well, you know, what's going on? Yeah. But let's Crystal, Crystal, tell everybody who you are, <laughs> and what I you do, and what here. you do. <laughs> I'm Crystal Grosnier. I'm a publisher at Southern Owl Publications, and I do promotion and marketing at Promovoir Promotions. And I'm also an author, and uh, I'm getting in on that movie thing. I've been watching the Lifetime Books to Movie thing, and that looks pretty good. They got a lot going on Mm -hmm. now. And, you know, uh, I mean, they They do. Virginia, why don't you say a little bit about yourself? We didn't do that, which is usually what we, when we're together, we'd end up not doing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. So, so um, obviously, my my name is Virginia, but I write under the name V.S. Grenier. That's my pen name as an author. And um, I'm the former editor for Halo Publishing and Stories for Children Publishing. I write in the children's and young adult market, and I'm actually starting to get into criminal fiction now as well. And um, I am Marsha Casper-Cook, and I'm an author, screenwriter, and producer and host of Michigan Avenue Media, and glad that Virginia came back for the show. And we're going <laughs> to just, you know, right. And Virginia will keep me focused <laughs> because I can lose focus because there's so much to talk about. And, you know, and so, Virginia, do you want to, you know, what did you want to start out with? Because, you know, I know this is well, a big thing for you. Yeah, well, and, and I guess because in the past year, um, because I've been trying to get more into crime writing on the fictional side of things, I don't want to do the nonfiction side of things, but, you know, fictional crime writing and trying to focus more into my young adult um, series that I'm currently working on, um, which is based on true events, but, have you know, based on, and I say loosely based on, um, <laughs> so, I've been watching, so I've been watching a lot of shows that are movies actually last night i just watched another one i actually watched the upside uh with brian cranston who won an award for his role that that. was really good yeah Um, that was good yeah yeah and it's and and it was amazing and i watched it again because this is a movie that came from a book that was written on you know true events and so i've been watching a lot of that of course i also like like i said i'm i'm writing an adult and I have fantasy stuff that I want to do over there. And so I've watched the whole Game of Thrones, uh, seven seasons. Um, and I've kind of watched just a whole bunch of different things. I've watched, and I'm a huge Stephen King fan, so I've done the whole, oh, they remade Carrie. Oh, they remade Pet Cemetery. <laughs> and I've just dynamically <laughs> over the past year have noticed some really interesting things about books going into TV series and into movies and when it works, when it doesn't, when it's a remake and why did the remake not maybe pan out as well as the original um, when it was a book to a movie. Um, and so, like, for example, I know Marsh and I were just talking about this a couple of days ago when we were talking about doing this show. I mean, I'm just going to bring up Pet Cemetery. I, it's one of my favorite Stephen King novels. I love the original movie. And I went and wasn't sure if I wanted to go see the remake, but I went because <laughs> I wasn't too thrilled how Carrie turned out. And when I was sitting there watching it, I realized 
it's because the original screenplay, you had the author who wrote the book really heavily involved, where he wasn't as involved this time around. And the same thing with even with the remake of It, um, it seems like they were going more for, and I get it, Stephen King is definitely, you know, the grandfather of horror, but his stuff is psychological thriller, and it's like that part got missed in the remakes. They focused more on the typical B-movie blood, gore, and shock value versus really what the book focuses on, which is psychologically messing with your head. Um, well, you know, <laughs> like we have, okay, we have Crystal here who is a publisher and uh, has a lot of clients, so I, this is the thing. Crystal, does that, doesn't everybody think their book should be a movie? <laughs> yeah, they do. And, and what do you I, say to I agree about the remakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they then, that's how translation and the remakes. Yeah, and, you know, I think if people remember, like Carrie, like you, she just said, Carrie um, – you you will you, anybody that's going to see Carrie is going to probably see the first version because I think that like what you said I mean you can't really some of these movies are just so much in everybody's mind and it was such a big part of the horror industry because Stephen King was out there for so many years before there was now there's a lot but there weren't as many as there are mm. now you know and yeah. his movies were incredible because they were so different at the time when they came out and now they're still they still hold up. Yeah, they well, do. You well, you know, I have to defer on one which was Salem's Lot. Uh-huh. I love the book. I read the book a million times, I swear I did. Yeah. And <laughs> but the movie that they made of it, the movie that they made of it did not do it justice. So yeah. that is kind of one that I would like to see remade with um M. Night Shyamalan doing the movie because I think he would do a great job. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, yeah. Okay, and, and that's a great point, Chris. You just brought up. Do you think sometimes when books – well, here, let's do Princess Bride because I'm a huge Princess Bride um, fan, and I've read the book and I've seen the movie. And I think the reason why Princess Bride did so well – so I don't know if you guys have ever um, listened to the – there's a podcast, actually. Um, on the making of Princess Bride and the whole no. and and um, and oh my gosh I can't think of his name the actual actor's name but the one who played um, Wesley he even wrote a book um, on on the whole making of Princess Bride and it was interesting listening to both the podcast and then uh, and I listened to the book via audiobook um, with him actually narrating it and with Princess Bride I guess originally the author had somebody proposition him before the movie we all know came out and he just wasn't happy with the direction in which it was going and so it took a lot of convincing for the two uh, producers and the director to get him to give up the rights for them to do this movie and they worked really hard to make sure they had I mean first obviously the author made sure the right producers and director was involved but then they after that those guys worked really hard to, to find the right actor for each character. Yeah. So it never lost the heart of what that story was in that book, which is why I think, you know, to this day, everybody's like, oh, Princess Bride. I mean, even if you're not a huge fan of fantasy and crazy fiction and everything else, I mean, it has everything in it pretty much. Um, I think most people 
pretty much love Princess Bride for the nostalgia of it just because of how well done it was. Yeah. And so when you made that comment, it made me think of, like you mentioned in my Shyamalan doing, you know, Stephen King's books to movies. And it's like, I wonder if that's part of the problem when we see something go awry, if it's, you know, not just, it, maybe it's not the script, or maybe it's the direction in which, um, the dire- you know, the direction in which they get. Because I think of like the Harry Potter books. I love the first couple of movies of Harry Potter with Chris Columbus directing them. And then they switched. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what happens, um, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then they switched to to a different director, and it went. I'm like, did he even read the book, <laughs> or did he just skim it, or did he read well, the you jacket? Know, cover? You know, sometimes they say that. Sometimes they right. Sometimes they don't read the book as as thoroughly as they should, you know, uh, because they already have in mind what they're going to do to it. And once you sell your right, if you sell your rights to a movie studio you sometimes don't have any, it depends what your agent puts in. You know, um, Mm -hmm. I had instances Mm -hmm. with people when I put, when they, and I would tell people, I would say, the book is going to the, you know, the production company. And if they take it and you get an option, you do know that whatever's in that book is going to be under their discretion. And they go, oh, fine. And then a couple of people lost their deals because at the last minute they got cold feet. Because they were worried it wouldn't be what they thought it would be. And so they lost the deal. And that, mm-hmm. that is a problem in Hollywood. And on my contracts, I tried to explain to people when I was an agent, is that if you sell your movie, you can make a clause that says you don't want to be named. But usually most writers want the credit because you need the credit. But if you really are unhappy with it, you don't have to have your name attached. Because you could be really mm-hmm. miserable because they could really yeah. do a number on a movie. They can. That's just how it goes right. because it's a vision of what yeah. they want to do. Like I mentioned the other day, I was um, I saw um, Rocket Man and they had the director, Art, um, the name of the the show. You know, during the show, at the beginning of the show, they said, "Oh, the director will be on if you want to stay at the end." So at the end of the film, there were three people in the audience, and then I was the last one left because you have to go through all the credits, and then the director came on. It was so interesting, but there was nobody in the show. They all left, you know. Instead of, you know, making more of it and saying that this is really going to be great for people because he was he was really telling them how they did the story, and it's so interesting. If maybe they would have mm-hmm. talked to the director a little at the beginning, they didn't. So now the arc, like, left it in there, and nobody was listening to it. It was a shame. You know, and I mean, there's so much that goes into a movie that people, there's so many people that get that movie together. It's not just, you know, the actors, it's the directors, producers, it's everybody. And people don't realize how much it is. And so when they're going to take your book, it's going to cost them a lot of money to make a movie. So it's got to be worth their while. It's expensive. Even the lowest budget movie is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. This is where we are now. So you you know, so if you know, if someone like a crystal, if someone says that you now, when you are the publisher, do do you find it? For, you're not an agent, so what do you do with them when they say, can they? Do they have the right to go out and try to get it as a movie, or do you have? Do they have to wait? No, they can they can go they out. Can do I don't it. have any stipulations in my in my publishing contracts about okay. that. That's good. That's um, good. 
you know, I'd like to earn some money off of them if they become movies, but <laughs> I haven't got to that point yet. I mean, I right. have an author who I, I am her agent now, and she has written a, a beautiful little book called Blue, and it's about the fires in Paradise, California, and about how oh, wow. and guy come together and fall in love. And it's a really good book, and I have um, put it out for her to Hallmark and Lifetime and all over the world, bought publishing in London and things like that. And so I'm trying to get that out. And I, I, it needs a screenplay written for it because there's some things that she just doesn't want to change that need to be changed. Mm-hmm. But um, I respect her in that aspect because it's a, it's a cute little story, and I just think it would be great because it's a clean and wholesome. And yeah. so I think it would be a great thing, and I'm I'm trying to help her out. But um, is she willing? Is she willing know, to let it uh, to let them make the changes if you get the deal? I think somebody would have to talk her into it because when I talk to her about it, she's like, "No, this is me. This is my work. This is well." Then you know, guess, said, you, you know, you know what the be, answer to that is? is it, you know what the answer to that is? She's gonna. It's uh-huh. not gonna work. It's not gonna work. You have right. to let the because it's not right. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, are you taking clients to be an agent now too? Are you adding that in? You know, I'm just doing a little bit at a time now to, to get my feet on the ground with it to see yeah. if I do have the contacts that are necessary to be able to do it. Um, I'm talking to a lot of larger publishing companies mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like the Lifetime um, book to movie. Um, mm-hmm. I've contacted them. I've got a contact there now just by email, not by phone, but I'm working on it. Yeah. It's really, it is difficult, you know. Uh, yeah. I did it for ten years. I, I well, actually, fifteen years. You know, it's hard, mm-hmm. very hard. And I and I look now. I don't know. The other day I was having a show, Virginia. I don't know if I told you about this, but this Michelle Meek was on to, about the book that she wrote about women uh, film writers. So, um, and directors. It was really. It was very good. So, but the fact is, is that there's a lot of things out there, and I see these. Uh, people now, when they're when I'm watching the movies, I see a lot of names that were just starting out when I started. You know, when I was an agent from the writers' oh, group. Oh, I've noticed that. And now, too. yeah, and I've now they're too. yeah, yeah, and they're <laughs> out there now. You know, and the the problem mm-hmm. is they want you to be a WGA agent, which I was, but the writers' guild mm-hmm. doesn't help new writers. They they don't at all don't. because mm-hmm. I took all new clients. Mm-hmm. So I mean that's that's a question that we got there. So I mean I you know this is a big question and I know I will I see the stuff that you wrote Virginia about all this and you know so do you, how do you feel about that? Do you think the story does get lost in because I know um there's a few things I've seen online of of movies that cuz you always talked about that when we had shows about all the people that wrote books to movies. This is a big thing for you. How unhappy yeah, you were sometimes. Yeah, well, and I don't think always a story gets lost. I mean, um, you know, I think it just depends on, you know, do, and, and I, I don't pick it on Harry Potter, but I guess I'm pick on Harry Potter. Um, but, like, when the first three movies were made, I know every, pretty much all the main cast characters, um, and ironically, I'm actually wearing my Alan Rickman shirt from when he passed away. But, like, I know he read the books, and he was quoted many times in interviews saying, you know, if you catch him out sitting on his porch reading a Harry Potter 
book, you know, and he really used this quote, you know, saying, you know, always, um, that, that will be forever something he'll do. He'll reread those books over and over again. Um, but in all the interviews I, I ever saw um, with all the actors and the and a lot of the people, cast and crew, um, involved in making them, they all invested, at least the first few, to read the books, understand the books, you know, talked with J.K. Rowling, they were really vested in it. I noticed as the series went on, as you know, meaning the movie series went on, that when they switched from Chris Columbus to the new director, it seemed more like they were skimming the book. And when our lovely Dumbledore that I love, Dumbledore 1, passed away, um, and they brought in Dumbledore 2 to replace him because he had to, uh, he has been quoted many times, and he's a phenomenal actor, don't get me wrong, but he has been quoted saying he's never read the books, which is why his take on how he played Dumbledore was so different from Dumbledore 1, um, yeah. which is really sad to say. I, I, wonder, I, I don't know why they do that. I mean, they, I know, I understand when they say that, where they don't want to read the book, but, you know, um, it doesn't mean that they're going to affect anything. Come on, if you're an actor... <laughs> Right. If you're an actor and you get a pl- <laughs> get a chance to play a major character in a book, yeah. in a movie, what the yeah. heck? Why would you not read the book? That is yeah. dropping the ball. That's just right. which is and which is one of the things. Right. Yeah, I mean, which is one of the things that I've said before is that why I say novellas have a good shot in Hollywood because I'm just saying because they'll read a script. Well, they may be descriptive. I mean, 10 pages, if they don't like it in 10 pages, they just go bye-bye. Oh. And, uh, but if, you know, they they don't want to read 400 pages. I know. And they should. Yeah. And they should. Because well, you well know, they should. And it should be mandatory. The the production <laughs> companies that say it's mandatory that you read the book. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's, and that's well, kind of what I think I've seen that's happened with a lot of – at least a lot of the movies I've seen that have come from books or TV shows that have come from books, it's like they've skimmed it or they've heard all the hype because it's a New York Times bestseller or it's an Amazon number one bestseller or whatever yeah. the heck, you know, award yeah, it has right. or publicity around it. So they're like, hey, well, here, here's a prime example. So another another series I absolutely love is The Dresden Files by Jim Butcher. Absolutely love them. Um, have digested them, have read them probably almost as much as I've read Harry Potter, uh, which I've read Harry Potter each book seven times because there's seven books, just to give you an oh my idea. God. There's more, yeah. yeah, there's more books in the Dresden file, so I've not read every book that many times, but um, love it. It actually was made into a TV series. Now, here's the funny part. I didn't know about the books. didn't even know they existed. I stumbled across the one season of Dresden um, through binge-watching, and went, oh, this is kind of interesting. Because I hadn't read the books, I actually enjoyed the show. After I read the books and went back and rewatched the only season that they did, and the reason why the season stopped was because it was during one of the writer's strikes. Um, yeah. I realized I get why Jim Butcher's really upset with this series, because it is not the way you envision Harry Dresden after you read the books. Not that yeah. the actor did a bad job. But I kind of started digging and realized, oh, they did the whole lit and they really dynamically changed things because they didn't want to invest the time and money it would have taken to do the book. So like one of the characters' name is Bob, and Bob is actually a skull, a human skull, that has a entity that 
lives within it, a spiritual entity that has, you know, a lot of knowledge and coaches Dresden on being a better wizard. Well, instead, they actually, because it would have been weird having a skull talk or trying to make it, and I get it, that dynamically would be hard to do on screen, especially back, I think it was in the 90s when the show came out or something, or like early 2000s. Anyhow, um, so instead, they actually had a character that would come out like a ghost out of Bob's skull. And once I read the book, I realized, uh, that's not Bob. Bob doesn't work that way. And so it actually bothered me later, you know. To take into account things like that have to happen because it's it's in, almost impossible based off whatever technology is at the time and and budgets why they can't do stuff like that and so I think mm, yeah probably would have been better to, which I hope they never redo Dresden until we have like full CGI something because I think it would be impossible to do the Dresden universe any other way um, but yeah <laughs> so I I, I mean I, you that's, know that's you know like I've um, noticed. You know, that's the thing with all these new series and everything. Like, I mean, people are watching a lot of TV. They're watching a lot of movies. I mean, they really are. I mean, you know, um, and they aren't going out as much because sometimes there's like 10 movies at a theater, and if you have some kids and you want to go out, it's, it's cost them $100, $150, depending on where you are. They have does. popcorn and everything. And so mm-hmm. now, right, so now people are watching a lot of the things that they have on TV. And, you know, for me, one of the problems is sometimes I go, all right, how many seasons do I, I'm like, you know, how many episodes are there and how many, <laughs> you know, because I'm looking at thinking like, oh, my God, three. And I'm being like, all right, that's 24 or 30 that I have to watch. And, I mean, so that does become an issue after a while, you know, and sometimes mm. you really long to see one movie, just a movie that's an hour and a half or two hours. But most yeah. of the things that on there – uh, beside the other one now, um, the Access, okay, um, CBS Access was having the Good Fight, let's just say, and the Good Fight is um, was taken from um, the Good Wife, and it was only on Access, so you have to pay for that. But now okay. they got it coming out this fall. Now they're coming out on two channels on, yeah. on CBS, and so one of the things that yeah. I was thinking about though is, will people? wait now because you know if they say it's exclusively on access and with prime and then all because this i think is the first time that happened when they're taking it to tv now so i mean people are going to say should i I be paying ten dollars a month yeah i would have watched it on access and now that it's coming on cbs i'm going to watch it it's really good but you know they swear it's great. It is. It's, the, it's really good. It's 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 really good, but they mm-hmm. have some issues because they swear a lot in the in on access, and you won't be able to do that on CBS. It's not going to happen. Right. So they're already going to have to cut stuff, you know. And that yeah. they, see, this is the whole thing, is that you know, some of the things get cut. When you know, because it's you can't really swear on the regular channels, it's not happening. Yeah, yeah. And, and no, it doesn't soap operas, though. Oh, my goodness! <laughs> yeah, well, the, the soap operas are getting sexier. Yeah, what'd you say? It's just because all the kids are in school because it's daytime TV. <laughs> 
but they don't swear. <laughs> they don't really swear. They're not swearing, and oh, yeah, they, they don't. Do. Oh, yeah, they do. They don't oh, say really? the F word, but they say everyone else. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah. I watch the soaps. Because I'm watching, because I watch uh, Bold and Beautiful and Young and Restless, and they, I don't hear anything. I don't know. Maybe it just oh, goes past me, but I don't hear anything. <laughs> but I, you know, but I, you know, people love, people do like soap operas. That's why now, you know, because they're on demand, you know, and you can take it's good. Because otherwise, if you're working mm-hmm. and doing things, you you wouldn't be watching these things. Because you'd yeah. miss them, right. you know. There's a lot of years I missed in between because we, did, you know, that's how it was then. But now you can put anything on demand. You know, the problem is with demand, some of it mm-hmm. you can't skip at all. That you know, you just gotta Jeez. sit there and watch the commercials. If you don't want to, you have no choice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here's here's a yeah. question for you guys. Speaking of how, you know, you, you can, you can binge watch stuff now, you can watch stuff without commercials in it. Do you think that a lot more books are being made into TV series and into movies, be it, you know, original of, you know, Hulu or Amazon, Netflix, or, you know, actual main um, public stations picking up for public TV? Because there, there is that demand, because people are, they're binge watching. A lot of people are, at least I, I shouldn't say, you know, the older generations, but the younger generations are definitely doing the binge watch thing where they will, my, my daughter, my 14-year-old daughter says definitely crime criminal, this one, his, um, mm-hmm. he, the Umbrella Academy, which is another book, <laughs> she saw that that came out and she spent one weekend and watched every single episode, I think within 48 hours. Oh my God. So Everyone? Like, yeah. All, I can't remember, I think there was like 10 of them. So in 48 hours she watched she watched, however, it was, it was something like 10, 12 of them, that she watched them back-to-back for two days over a weekend. Like well, I did, I did that with House of Cards and uh, Orange yeah. is Black at the beginning. But then now, because yeah. there's so many, I don't do it now because I figure right. fine. But, you know, well, this, this is the first season of, of The Umbrella Academy, which, 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 is, which is funny because it's also a book written with a graphic novel. It's a graphic novel, still a book, I know, uh, written by a singer that she likes as well. So that's why she wanted to watch it. But... Um, I'm just wondering if we're seeing more books being turned into, like I said, movies and TV shows because there's people are counting through shows like that, that they're like, oh, well, I watched that whole season. I'm now caught up to the, but the new season hasn't come out. I need something else to watch. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, I think it is because I've seen um, a couple, well, actually I've talked to a couple of authors that their books have been married, you know, renamed and put on a series on um, the different, like, um, Netflix and things like that. And um, there is a demand because I know I watched Ozark I love on it. Netflix. Oh, my gosh. And I'm just so sad because I'll never see it again. I watched all of it. And then now there's nothing left. So I'm trying no, but to find they're something they're similar coming back, to watch. Are they coming back? I thought they were. Oh, I don't I know. Think, it's like I think it is. Things. I think it is. I'm waiting I, it, for it, that next season to come back. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> no, Ozark is really good. Yeah, but I think oh, they no. are coming back. I think they are. Oh, I hope so because I loved yeah. Ozark. Oh my gosh, that Jason Bateman just has me. <laughs> yes. See, and you know, you know, one of the she things about the series. Yeah, the thing about the series is, you know, people really like the series. I mean, they're. 
they're so mm-hmm. into it now. But the problem I've heard is sometimes if they don't like the first one and the second, if, not that they don't like it, they're not that interested. But even in Ozark, mm-hmm. the first and second were okay, but as each one got better and better and better. And so oh, I yeah. think it's like mm-hmm. it's like when people read a book now, they go, if it doesn't grab you, and that's Hollywood's fault too, because I, that is what they, well, you know, it, they have to grab you like right away at the beginning, and but that's not fair because well, you need a beginning, middle, and end. Well, taught that. Yeah, come on, it's, all it's authors. Wrong. They need, you know, I don't know how many times I say this to new authors. Put a good front sentence at the beginning of your book to grab your readers and then continue with every chapter grabbing them and pulling them in and making them see something else I don't know how many times I say this and nobody ever listens so if they want to be popular and they want their you know books to go to film you have to give the audience what they want okay but they do have to you know but sometimes you have to read the whole book to to say because well, yeah, at the yeah, end of the yeah, book yeah, you go yeah. oh my god mm-hmm. this was really great okay, so but they don't give it a chance. So I'm glad you brought that up because here's a prime example of where one an author hasn't finished the series and HBO yeah. picked up books and everybody was very disappointed how the series ended because HBO needed ended series which we all know is Game of Thrones by George R R Martin. So. George R. R. Martin, of course, books six and seven have not been done. HBO picked mm-hmm. it up. Yeah. I don't. Nobody knows for sure if there was a whole role. Yeah, he'll have those books done. But I know six and seven were done by very loose. And for those who don't write and are listening to the show, authors have different ways that they can do an outline. Martin's one of the ones that is mm-hmm. a very loose outline. Meaning he just throws a whole bunch of stuff, kind of random thoughts on paper. And then connects the dots as he sits down and just starts writing. So yeah, well, everybody gets right. Trying to make sense of that is like, you know, here's some oatmeal, here's some raisin, here's some, you know, granola, here's, and then trying to make up a recipe. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Well, I think, you know, a lot of authors, you know, so many of the authors that I have had on the shows, they do say the same thing, though. They, If you don't start the book... You know, because sometimes people think they need a full outline because a full outline to me and to many others is if you write, your your character sometimes can't do exactly that, you know. And right. the fact is, if you loosely do it and if you try to stick to it and everything, sometimes you give away things you shouldn't because you already know because a lot of authors don't always know their ending, which sometimes is a good thing. You maybe should have some idea, but... You maybe not. I mean, I sometimes have. That means twists and turns, which is what readers like. And if mm-hmm. I always feel, if I know it, if I know the end, then my reader would know the end. I mean, even on my scripts, I did this. You know, when I did it too, you you just can't know everything, and it is difficult because sometimes it just doesn't work the way you think it is when you start doing it. But you have to oh, start yeah, doing I- it. And I definitely need to give some maneuverability to your character for that reason, but I just, like, with HBO, it's going to be interesting to see if, when and if Martin ever finishes those books, if he ends up changing the way the ending is, because nobody knows if that was kind of his rough idea of how it was going to end, because everybody was, I mean, those who watched Game of Thrones, like, they just wanted to take season season seven and just throw it out the window. Cause yeah, they were not happy, off, I know. 
I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it, but yeah, I was going to. But then there were too many seasons. I couldn't. (laughs) Too many seasons. I just. You watch episode one and season seven, and you're like, okay, maybe they're going to salvage themselves. And it actually progressively got worse. I think each 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 episode, there were more and more. You got more and more upset, which is really sad. Because going back to what you're saying, you know, you want to grab. Sometimes you can overdo it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You want want to keep them in, and and your and your reader or your audience, if they're watching something involved, but at the same time. You know, you have to stay true to character, and I don't know if HBO just made a huge mistake in taking on a series that wasn't a finished book series, which is what I personally feel happens. But I think sometimes that you you know your character as you go on. You know, there are things that the character does that you might be shocked at, and then when you go back and rewrite, you know something more about the character so you can get more heart and soul into the story because they don't start out most, I don't think, with every bit of information that the character either, you know, they don't, they start out one way, but they progress and they change and hopefully. Well, the writers too, the writers on those series like that, they switch writers up all the time. One's sick, one had a baby, you know, and so they're putting different writers in there. And some of them don't mesh with each other. Right. And therefore, and you get that bad season, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's true. That way. You know, but, like, you know, that that is true. But, you know, years ago when they had series of, you know, like Dynasty or, you know, Dallas, they had the same writers. So the people didn't mm-hmm. do unusual things for their character, and they were true to form. Like, uh, I know from the past, my opinion, Dallas had – Larry Hagman's role was one of the best roles ever. And then when when they did a remake, it was, I got into it after a while because, but you, it's a whole different way when different people are doing it, but the same producers produced Mm -hmm. it and they, I don't know if they're the same director, but that to me is a character that never, that was so great and bigger than life. And when you have characters that are bigger than life in Dynasty, I watched the new Dynasty and I do like it. You know, it's kind of fun mm-hmm. to watch, and it's a lot different. You know, the the characters are a lot different, different, and they do different things than they did years ago. But it's mm-hmm. that's an, it's a new day, so you can't always stick to the same things. But um, they pretty much changed up the characters, and it still was enjoyable. You know, but it's many years mm-hmm. later that they did Dynasty. You know, from the beginning till now. And it's still on, you know, it's on now. And yeah. the characters, I like it, you know, but it is different, you know. Well, and that, that could say, happen. Say, yeah, what would you guys say would probably be the best mix of one, a book, what a book needs to have to possibly at least catch the eye of somebody um, in the movie film industry to possibly take it and make it into a movie or a TV series? And then what would be the key components to making it stay there on the silver screen as enjoyable as, and as lovable as the found version of it is? You, uh, you mean what? What? which ones I think? Yeah, like what, what do you think are like the key things to make? To, to catch somebody, you know, that's in the film industry to even look at. Well, I book. think in my opinion, for me, I think the character matters a lot. I think if you don't have good characters, 
you I don't care what you do to them. Nobody's going to like it. And people say character driven. It's not really just that. It's it's well, it is that and it isn't. But sometimes a great character can have like mediocre things, but it not be that great. But still, you've enjoyed it because the character is some character that you like. Man, woman, child, whatever it is, you know, it's someone that you like and you feel for that character one way or the other. They make you laugh, they make you cry, and I think that matters to me when I'm writing. I work hard on my characters, and I'm thinking about my characters all the time. And um, a lot of times I think about something, and I go, well, what would such and such do, like in my Virginia Temple, and what would she do or whatever, and or what would my little dog Gracie do, you know, say or do. But I think that for me, I think it's important. But some people think the story just should be great. But I that's me what I feel. I think the characters matter the most to me. Crystal, what about you? What are you thinking? Well, I, I you know, I a main character like you said has to be the the main uh the focus of the story. Yeah. A supporting character there must be a supporting character. There's always yes. got yes. to be a supporting character. And there has to be uh, more than one person involved with aspect to seeing the character development. Yes. Because yes. one author or one writer cannot get the gist of the whole story to the public unless they're they're willing to uh, see beyond their box. You know what I mean? Uh, I think some of the secondary characters, of right, I agree. Some of the secondary characters, to me, are the better characters to write, the most fun. Right. You know, right. but I write with That's a lot of characters. Some say, I write with yeah. a lot. I, I've i said this before. I, I can't mm-hmm. write with just one or two. It just doesn't work for me. No, not me either. <laughs> you know, and for some it does, you know, but I, I prefer that too. So if you're, you know, so right, what I should say that if it is a character, not just the main character, but you really have to like mm-hmm. some of the other characters, you know, in it and, and, you know, feel for them they too. All have to get, they all have to. They all have to feed off of one another to make yes. it great. I mean, it, it's it dialogue. Just has to all Mostly come the di- the dialogue matters for that because the dialogue. Mm-hmm. You know, it, uh, even in a script, when I've done scripts, which I've done twelve of them, and mm-hmm. some have been optioned, but if the line doesn't mm-hmm. make sense, I will do that line until it does, or get rid of it. You know, the dialogue, right. because I'll exactly. say this character will not say this, and they don't do that. So you can't, you know, mm-hmm. so to me they become real. And I think a lot of writers that I've talked to, they they feel that. And especially if you're at a book signing or somebody says, oh, I read your book and I love so-and-so, mm-hmm. every author, I think, loves to hear that because it means that your character came to life. And it's if they're talking character, about it. too. Yes. Yeah. Right. I'm not going to remember Virginia Templeton unless she was actually uh, doing something in the story with the other characters or the right. dog or whatever right. to make her her personality come out more. And that's where character development. So many people just say, "Well, this is so and so, and she does this." Well, no, she right. doesn't. When I, when I first person. did the character of Virginia, remember Virginia? They used to think I used to say, "Not Virginia Grenier." <laughs> Virginia yeah. Templeton. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> I'd say Virginia did this or did that, you know. And she's still mm-hmm. in my mind. I'm not done with her, you know, and I probably will do her again. But I may do her in first person. I don't know. Um, I listen to a lot of Fran Lewis's shows, and they go through first person or not first person. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. I I like first person, but it is a difficult you know, editors don't always like when you write that way because it is a harder write, you know, um, in mm-hmm. some respects. Yeah. What do you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, some of these editors also they need to get on the ball and and come <laughs> up with more skills for themselves. <laughs> so, do you think? Oh, know, this is a good question for you. Editing. This is a good question that you brought that up. Okay, so mm. what do you like? An I, I like an editor that does content and grammar. Mm-hmm. So do you think, how does that work for you? Because I think you need that. And there's Virginia. Actually, you need an editor. And I'm telling all authors who are listening, you need an editor who does (laughs) content, direction, grammar, Mm -hmm. spelling. That editor has to be a professional. If you don't have a professional editor who will do it all, why write a book? Right, exactly. You can't write a book and make it perfect yourself. You have to have an editor who is going to go through it over and over and over yep. to make it correct and make it lovable, yep. you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I, I, had, totally I, agree. Had, I had writers when I would edit and I was doing editing that they thought they were going to send it to me and I was just going to clean up, you know, the formatting and um, the grammar and, and punctuation, that kind of stuff. And I took it back. I'm like, um, what's your character saying here? I uh, hear your character has completely done a 180 in personality, and there's no, no explanation of why that has happened in their personality, and they were just like, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think also, you know, a lot of times I know what, like, Jeff, my editor, he's done all my books, except for one, and um, he reads through the book first. He doesn't just take it and go by Good what I'm saying. Good for Jeff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he does. Well, he he is actually. That's his profession. He's an editor. <laughs> yes, professionally. Mm-hmm. And um, he, I was lucky. I'm lucky that way. Even though sometimes, you know, I I would say, oh, he didn't. Ha- I he has nothing that much. Doesn't have that much to do. And he'd go like, really? <laughs> that's not true. Because you think it's, <laughs> you think it reads well until an editor looks at it and goes. Oh, you need to do this or that, and and I and I think if you have the same editor, you do rely on them sometimes. To, so because sometimes I find myself going, well, he'll tell me if I did this wrong or if I did it right, if I made it clear, because mm-hmm. I trust him that he will. But I don't know. That's why I don't have other editors because I don't trust them if they will or not. Because then he makes you know. Sometimes I'm writing, and which all authors do, a lot of authors do. It you say it a few times, but you don't need it so many times. You have to have an editor that actually edits and cuts. Yeah, well, I understand what's, what's important and what you said about, you know, how Jeff reads the book before he does anything. This is what I always yeah. said. I always read the whole script at least once or twice um, before I would start making comments. Yeah. Because it also helps you understand the writer's writing style. Every writer does have a balance to their writing. doesn't matter what classes yeah. they take in. It's still part of your personality that comes out, and you have to make sure you don't lose that essence. And I've seen yeah. so many stuff to like these just cookie cutter editing companies, and it comes back like this doesn't even sound like me. Well, yeah, they took out who you are from the book. <laughs> I think if a writer, if a, if I think if an author just writes a book and never goes back, I think they need to figure out something else to do, because you mm-hmm. can't write 
without going back and forth because sometimes you don't realize the mistake you made or you did something else. And there are writers, believe it or not, and Crystal knows this, I'm sure, that they just write it and they go, okay. It's all yours. It's all yours. That's how you get John who died in Chapter 10 walking around in Chapter 25. I've seen that happen. <laughs> you can't, you can't, because you can't. You have to go back, even in a, in a manuscript for a movie. You you have to in a screenplay too, because you, you know over and over, and you have to read it out loud and make sure that it makes sense, and make sure that the the dialogue is flowing, and that they don't say things that that character would never say. Because like certain people don't say, you know, we all have friends or whatever, you know what they're going to say a lot because you know how their speech pattern is or, you know, I'm big on speech patterns because sometimes when I'm listening to TV, my husband thinks I'm, I'm going like, he has the same speech pattern as this guy or she has one. I listen to speech patterns because dialogue is so important to me. That, it you know, is. If, I, you know, I, I think it makes it. She writes like somebody out of this world or something. I don't know. I don't. I, her sentences don't flow like into a regular conversation. And I've tried time and time again to say you need to get off your ego and listen to me <laughs> and let me tell you that you yeah. have to write uh, in a flowing, smooth way with your dialogue because if you don't, people are going to stop and they have sentence and they have to think about what they're reading and then they get yep. tired of the book and they put it down. Yeah. You yeah. know, I was like, yeah. just get off your ego and do it. <laughs> well, I think a lot of people, you know, because the market is so open now and uh, a lot mm-hmm. of people actually, you know, I used to say and actually I used to say, oh, people that write a screenplay can write a book or a book can write a screenplay. But then when the professor, no. Michelle Meek, mm-hmm. was on the show, she went like, no. And she, you know, it just doesn't work. And she's right. And I know this now Mm -hmm. because I see, and I still see clients that I had years ago out there on Facebook, and they actually believe, unfortunately, that their scripts are going to get done as a movie because somebody has optioned them, and I can already tell you that it's not happening. And I feel bad because they think just because someone options it, it's going to be a movie, and that is not true. No, not good. It doesn't always true. mean anything. No. Tail flick, yeah. tail flick will option you, but they're not going to make it into a movie. They're just optioning. I mean, option, option, option. It's just like giving you a false promise, you know. Well, I have and, emailed them. I have emailed them a few. I sent one of my books there, and I want to do another one. I think the premise is good. I'm mm-hmm. not sure of how, how it works, so I haven't really. I'm trying to get them to come on the show. I've asked them a few times. They have not answered me. I want them mm-hmm. to come on because I want because I see from the comments which I from people that have written they don't understand the concept, but they have changed it now. There is a lot of new yeah. things that a per, they can do. But, you know, um, I did one the other night that I did have an issue because I put in all the description. They ask a lot of questions, which is a good thing. And, you know, and Mm -hmm. then I put everything in. And then when I went to submit, it didn't submit. And I thought, I'm going to shoot myself. Mm -hmm. I was just like, and then I did it twice. And I went, this cannot be happening because it takes a lot of time Mm -hmm. to do that. It does. And and so I think Tail Flick eventually is – I think the idea is really good, but I don't, I, you know, because, and I've seen them on YouTube and a lot of other places, you know, advertising and talking mm-hmm. about it. Their premise is good, taking a book 
and sending it out because usually production companies don't like if just because you write a book doesn't mean you can write a script which i just said but and so they have the option to take the book and then if they accept it and they're going to do a movie they'll have somebody else do it they're not going to let you do Mm -hmm. it usually you know because a lot of people can't but they so that's why i think the concept is really good so we'll see what happens i don't know just the same thing as you know the author um the author academy awards they Author Academy, I think that's a great idea, you know, which I signed up last year and then now this year, and I was, you know, a finalist. They do a lot of PR, and I think because I think it's just people are actually starting to realize the way it should be because they need to have the book read it, and then someone will write the script because they don't always like the scripts. You know, I had hundreds of clients, and they didn't like their scripts. They liked the idea. So this way, they can just have the idea because they the book is good. The you know, and then they'll write their own script. I think that's it's not it's a really good idea if it can work right. So we have to see this. It's you know, it's too new right now to know if yeah. this concept works. But I think it's a great one if it works, and it well, should great, work great. right. Yeah, bring up scripts and people think that they can just write a script just because they wrote a book. I mean, and and I'm not a script writer. I'm not even trying to go there, but I know you and I know other people are script writers. And I, my father took a script writing class, so I've seen, um, a, he has two different script writing programs that he has, even though he hasn't continued with the process of doing it. Um, it seems like the idea is that. You know, and I'm just saying, like a writer who doesn't and never done script writing, they think, oh, well, well, I'm taking out all the details, have to dialogue and the movement. But there's a lot more to script writing than that. And I think that's where a lot of authors yeah. get that distance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I was talking, I was on, I, I was listening to myself talk while I was a guest on, uh, I think it was Fran's show, and then I'm thinking to myself, right, I think I am a screenwriter before I am a novelist because I love screenwriting. And I am not as descript as some other authors, and that's good in writing a script. And right. and sometimes in my books, what they'll say they're shorter novellas, but people will say, "Oh, this should be, this could be a good movie." And I'm going like, "Yeah, because it was a movie in my brain, and I had a script on it, you know." But I fixed it, <laughs> you know. I changed it around because it in a script, a script is a really good outline for a movie. Mm-hmm. Because I don't do mm-hmm. outlines, but I don't stick to that either. And so, but you know, there's so many forms now. But I mentioned the other day, people don't really want to learn their craft the way they should. I years ago went to the library, and this is what I told us the other day. And I sat at a table, and I must have read 50 books, 100. I used to go all the time and read books mm-hmm. on scripts and scripts and how to write a book. And I get children's books, and then I would look through all the children's books, and that's how I learned. You know, but it doesn't always work out when you say, oh, I think I'm going to write a book because it is not easy. Like, Virginia, what you're saying, it's not easy any way you do it. Yeah. It's hard. It's not. You know. You know. It's a, there's people who are trying to – I'm sorry. Go ahead, Virginia. Oh, no. I was going to say, because I, I – and I, and I understand – like I said, I mean, I've, I'm not a script writer, and I'm not even trying to even go there and, and write them, but – um, I know when I was writing my picture books, and I'm talking, you know, like more of the traditional picture books where you have 50% of it being word and the other 50 has to be the picture telling the story. And a lot of people think, oh, well, 
I'm just describing what's in the picture, and that's all I have to do for a picture, but it's like, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because it's the same thing. You have to redact a lot of stuff and find about what needs to be on print and what that image is going to complete and telling that story. Right, and and, and children's books, and children's books, people go, oh, yeah, this is easy. Well, it's not easy. <laughs> it's no, not it's easy. not, especially for a publisher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For <laughs> I, a I, publisher, right. I've published many children's books, and I'm yes. telling you right now, yes, I, I mean, people think, oh, I'll just put some words with the picture. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's not how it yeah, works. Because Virginia, she would, she'll know this. You know this story because Virginia used to do, you know, a lot of editing, and she and I, mm-hmm. I would say probably like Virginia, you had a lot of issues with the people that more so than a full novel than a children's book because they right. wanted a certain way. Yeah, it doesn't always work out that uh, way. No, and and the problem is with you know, in many ways. Um, which is probably why I'm so passionate about books and movies because I understand it's because of the picture book writing is it's the same concept. I mean, as an author, you have it in your head and, and what the words are going to say and do, but with the picture book, you turn it over to an illustrator and they have to look at those words and whatever comes to their mind is what happens because unless you can yeah. do both, yeah. which yeah. is very rare, it, it's a t- it's tough. I mean, I, I think it's it, it's tough all the way around. And certainly as a publisher, that's why you know I thought Crystal would be good to come on the show because you see it always. You know mm-hmm. um, what happens and how the author really thinks. You know, and they I I think and I've said this many times before. If you think you know everything, then this is not good. You don't. You cannot. Right. You 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 do not know everything. And I've done this for twenty years, and I still learn. A lot of things. Yeah. Every day. Mm-hmm. You have to keep your mind. But some open. of these young girls, you cannot tell them anything. They think they know it all. Um, they're part of the me generation and they're turning out these books that are just I mean, they have good storylines sometimes, but they just don't think that they need them edited, they don't think they need this or that and well, I think a lot of people anything. write too fast. You know, they're writing fast because yeah. I've had people on my show and they write really fast. Come on. Yeah. You know, I had uh, no, no, no. Yeah, no. yeah. I mm. had a children's show where we we had um, we were talking about uh, Penny the Penguin and the edit the guy that was the illustrator. I really enjoyed listening because he said it takes time. Don't rush. Both mm-hmm. of them. The right. Mm-hmm. I mean, the editor. You know, everything takes time and you can't rush everything you know and i'm a very fast paced mm-hmm. person however in my books it takes me time you know i'll always say oh yeah love with, which is what i'm planning by september to finish this book which i will see because i've also now found something i didn't like about it and i have to redo some things so it you can't do it mm-hmm. one two three it well, just I doesn't think, I think work what people for, forget is that writing doesn't matter if it's book writing script writing creating a movie, creating an, even even audiobooks. Like, yeah, the book's been printed and stuff, and then you get the people who are going to do the narration, be it one person or a multitude of people. Yeah. I'm actually listening to an audiobook that has three people narrating the book, which is the first time I've heard that. And, but the thing is, it's all an art form. And I think people forget for something to be well, one, you have to practice your craft, and practice, yeah. practice, right. practice. And, and I think narrating, you know, I'll tell you, uh, narrating, like you meant, you just meant narrating is hard. Uh, you know, yeah. and um, you have to have the right breath and you have to be able to do It's really hard, you know, and mm-hmm. that's one of the good things that ACX, um, you know, if you have a book on Amazon, 
then you, you know you can use ACX, and then it's uh, a joint. It, it's it's between you and the narrator. Once you pick the once the narrator picks you, or you pick the narrator, and right. and then mm-hmm. the narrator that you are never responsible. Amazon takes care of it all. Yeah. So people, right. you know, and I just had, you know, I just had my uh, to life. It just came out, and um, I sent you a code. That's what I sent you. Uh, I have codes, and they've changed it a lot, which is really good now. Yeah. They've given you. They're giving mm-hmm. people a lot of codes, so they because it's very expensive mm-hmm. to keep to be, uh, you know. So now they get that, and so now they're giving you a lot of codes. So I think, and um, they are working on this to get because it gets expensive. But the audio book, so I was mentioning the other day I was listening to an audio book that I wrote and I'm thinking I I thought, oh the narrator she changed some things it really sounds good. And I went and looked at the book. She didn't change it. It was my <laughs> words. But I'm thinking like, oh my God. I I wrote it a long time ago and I didn't hear it. So when I heard it, because I'm much more for me the audio world is good. So it's you know and I I got the whole story. I'm thinking, oh my God, she didn't change. It was me. So that's why people read, listen to some of these audiobooks because they're really different than you think. People go like, oh, I don't want to listen to a book, but it's not true. It sounds different. It's a whole different ball game. It does. And I think the inflection, yeah, it, it, the inflection yeah. of the narrator is what's important. Oh my God. Yeah. And you know, yes, and it's so important. Like, I mean, what Virginia was saying, all of these things matter. So I think that mm-hmm. if people want to have successful projects, you know, just tr- look into things and let other people guide you and help you because we can't do this all alone, you know. And mm-hmm. I think you don't, especially as a publisher, you know that, you know. And yeah, you, you have can't a rush through writing a book and, and, and have it turn out to be a number one bestseller. It just doesn't yeah. happen. And they expect the publishers to have their books up within like 20 days of submitting. Come on. <laughs> you know, we're doing, yeah. we're doing a short job form at 90 days. It usually takes a regular publisher, I mean a high-class publisher, you know, at least six months. So if you want your book up in like 25 days or whatever, it's this. I've had three authors do this to me. Well, I wanted it up by June. Well, you just submitted it two weeks ago. Yeah. Come on, you know. <laughs> it don't work that way. Yeah. Well, don't be in a rush. Um, yeah. That's yeah. right. So slow yeah. down, take your time, and make a number one hit. That's what I say. Well, that, that's a good, that's good number one hit. <laughs> and, and you know what? And even if it's you know not a number one, just do the best you can. You know, make a good book. Well, yeah, make, write true. a good story, mm-hmm. and don't look at every. We we were discussing this on one of the shows. Don't be you know don't look at someone else and be jealous of what they did. Just do the best you can. Absolutely. You know, I mean, Absolutely. I just think people don't do that. You know, no, and um, everybody else and what they're doing and what their successes are or, and stuff. Yeah. And, and well, she did this and she did that. Yeah, oh, I hate yeah. hearing that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and really, all, I mean, even though, even though we're all writing, we're all doing stuff, we're also unique in, in our abilities. And that's yes. the thing. I think people mm-hmm. forget their own personal talents and how their talents can help propel them forward in the career. Because, yeah. I mean, there's things that I do well that a lot of my other writing friends, you know, struggle with. And I know... I, I try and tell them, like, well, this is how I do it. But the reality is, it's just, that's just not their forte. It just isn't. 
just like yep. they have things that are fine. <laughs> You know, I, I, you know, I, I don't know how long you want to stay, but uh, Virginia, I know I want you to talk about a little about what your new plan is. But Crystal, what's what's your plan? What what are your plans for the future here, with your books and what, you know, you'd like people to know about you? Well, the future is getting difficult all the time, of course, with social media and promotion. Yeah. With publishing, I um, we are making changes. Um, we're not going to be accepting all submissions. We're going to have to use a, a fine-tooth comb in going over the books yeah. before we accept them. Mm-hmm. Because it, with these people writing these books every month or every two weeks, it's just getting too much. It's a plethora yeah. of stuff just jamming. Yeah, into yeah. the social medias and things like that. So we're going to take a little slow down and, and really focus on a different kind of genre, uh, more romance and a little bit more of the sci-fi dystopian, um, yeah. mm-hmm. and then get away from some of the other, uh, you know, odd jobs that we get, like spirituality and stuff like yeah. that. I mean, they're good books, but... You know, you just have to come up with the times and keep getting modern and staying yeah. on top. So yeah, well, you do. You actually do a lot up. of promotion. You know, and I, I, mm-hmm. you know, use you for my promotion, and um, mm-hmm. uh, also Alan Pusica, both of them that were that was yours at one time, and um, the way mm-hmm. that you are out there. You know, and it is difficult these days because uh, Facebook and all the, you know, they're having their issues. So it's it's hard for anybody to mm-hmm. get things, you know. And I just noticed last night that Facebook has changed all the, a lot of different things you can do on your pages now. So I, I don't know. I mean, I've got to, you know, I, everything it, it's a lot. Crazy. I don't know. I have to work that out too, you know. And I know Virginia's mm-hmm. coming back with some new things. So, um, yay. Virginia, tell yeah. everybody what you want to, what your new projects are. Yeah, so I know I've been kind of, on, I don't want to say I've been on a hiatus. I've been working. But no, I've not really. Working. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I have been working, uh, working a full-time job. You've been <laughs> eating bonbons and watching yeah, TV. Yeah, I've been eating bonbons and, 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 and powering through TV series and movies. Exactly. I've just been binge-watching with my bonbons. Um, so I'm trying to lose all this weight now. I uh, know. So, so the past year, I've obviously Marcia knows this. I've, I've I've had quite a few changes. I moved, um, and I've been working full time for a police department, so that's kind of been tying up a lot of my time. Um, those who follow me on Facebook know I've been actually trying out to to get into po- into the post academy, which is the police academy, and. Uh, the status of visit there washed out after I did my physical test. Um, I was 38 seconds shy of my mile and a half run, which washed me out of the program. But it was a learning experience, and it was great because, like I said, I want to write criminal fiction, so going through that process helped me. That's why I did it, um, to understand what it takes for those guys and women to be officers. But um, anyhow, so with that said, I revamped the VS Grenier uh, website. So you can go to my other website and see the changes there. And then the other project that I'm working on, and it stems from the washing out actually a post, that's why I brought that up, is um, to do on YouTube some motivational, um, just short clips just between writing and just personal reflection. So um, it is under my name, V.S. Grenier, and it's um, titled Opening a Chapter of Inspiration Serving a Heavy Dose of Reality. 
because I'm going to be talking about things I'm working toward goal-wise, and I'm going to share you share with people my successes, and I'm going to share with you like when I was 38 seconds not able to finish a mile in 16 minutes, a mile and a half in 16 minutes. This is really well, you always like that. I mean, you did like that, and that's where your path has taken you, you know, and to what you like, yeah. you know. Yeah, and, and, I, and, um, and Because you get lost in the in the plethora of yep. uh, authors yep. submitting their novellas and things, which are good. I love novellas myself, but I just have too many different kinds of genres that I can't fit in to groups. Right. Uh, right. I mean, they're just too off the wall, and I just yeah. have to get back to the straight. Well, because you have to focus on because you do have a lot of authors to promote, so that's the difficulty, you mm-hmm. know. So I think you know. Yeah. Look, I think that things are changing. This is why we do the shows, and this is why in Virginia right. we're doing her motivations. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, YouTube is a great way to go, Virginia. Yeah. I think it's a it good is. It's, it is. It's it a is. good way to go, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. you like mm-hmm. it. I do, and, and I know quite a few motivational speakers and stuff, and so I'll definitely come back on the show and um, share what that, that Marsha has going on, so I think Marsha for doing the opportunity mm-hmm. to come back. Yeah. 
But you, I, you like that. the motivation. You like the motivational. You like that, and you've always liked that. You know that yeah. that's like your baby. I mean, you do. You've always liked that, and you like you know to give your opinion. So now you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> Without me saying, are you sure, Virginia, you want to say that? I was thinking of that. We had so many shows I would go like, oh, my God. Is that true or not, Virginia? Yes. Yes, yes. And you still have questions sometimes when I call you up. I'm like, yeah, I'm thinking this. You're like, are you sure you want to go that direction? Marcia, I go, really? <laughs> yeah. You want, you, want, you want to do that. You know, but I, you know, because um, I, I think that, I think that the market for books, for YouTube, for radio show, you know, podcasts, it's out there now. It really is. I mean, this is where we are right now. All podcasts and YouTube are the top. Yeah. 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 And it's so funny because Virginia, when we, Virginia and I started, they go like, well, what what do you mean radio show? Where are you? Where are you? And I said, and see, we're exactly the same place, but now they call them podcasts. So everybody knows, which is, we've been doing them for nine years, you know, and. And we started together, you know, with um, April Robin, right? With, with yeah, and it was weird because they go like, "Well, where are you?" You know, so now they know where we are. <laughs> yeah, you're not actually in an FM radio station, <laughs> you know. But Blog Talk has literally thousands, and like YouTube, this oh, is yeah. what's happening yeah. now. This is it. There, every you know, yeah. YouTube is a great mm-hmm. audience. You you have a. It's mm-hmm. probably a lot better in a lot of ways because YouTube, there are people that are listening to YouTube. And are, are you planning on a shorter show or uh, longer? What, how, uh, how, there's probably about 30-minute clips. I might yeah, have that's, yeah, that's good. Close yeah. to an hour depending on what topic I'm talking on, but I'm, I'll yep. break them up probably into two 30-minute clips. Well, you are very, you're very, listen, I know for a fact you are very thorough <laughs> I do an email. I do I do two sentences, and then Virginia does an email, and she does the like a long email, very descriptive. <laughs> Is that true or not? Yeah. Yes. 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 True. I, I have a and I'm opinionated. You guys yes. know all of my flaws now. <laughs> but this is good. I mean, you know, and so, and you know, and I'm. You know, I think that it's always fun to do shows with you because, you know, and Crystal, I, you become a member of the family shows because, you know, <laughs> I think people need to hear what you do because they really need to hear from a publisher that has a lot of clients yeah. and what's really going on mm-hmm. and, you know, that you're not just going to have anybody. And I think it's a smart idea because I don't think you can be in every direction. No, yeah. you can't. Um, and as we evolve into a better publishing company, uh, I'm realizing more and more that um, you got to change with the times and be up on all, all, and you have to keep yourself educated. I mean, I'm educating myself daily for public. Me too. So I and mean, so is Virginia. All just, of us do. That's that's the thing. Yeah. We we do that, you know, and that's that's the fun of it, you know. And I'm glad mm-hmm. that Virginia's coming back to uh, something that she's really good at. And, yes, you know, Virginia, we're gonna we're we're looking forward to hearing more from you. Yeah. Yes, I, I really I am. am. Yeah, I think you know, and I know I know that your motivation because you are really good at that and you really like that. So I think it's going to be great, you know. And you you know, and you always have people on that will take you to another place. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
you know, but you know, look, we all have, look, at we all, you know, we, right. the, out of the one thing to do is, which I'm trying to do now, is focus. You know, focusing is hard for most people in this industry because they're so, it's going so fast that, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it makes us, you know, sometimes do other things, but sometimes you really do have to sit down and say, what do I really want to do? Like Virginia did and yeah. you did, you know. And then me too. That's why I'm taking this uh, several weeks off to finish this book because, as you know, I, even though you're promoting for I'm promoting the shows, I'm doing this or that, but you can't keep doing this. And I think that I, I think one thing before we end the show, probably, Virginia, you can end the show, but what I'm thinking is, you know, people – you have to understand that, like, when you're doing Facebook and Crystal, when you're out there, it is difficult now. And um, I'm getting burnout, and I well, have to find you, new ways yeah. to. Because it's yeah. not really your fault. It's what's happened to the mm-hmm. market. It's what's happened to the posts. And, like, when Virginia and I first started, it was so different on Facebook. It, it just was, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, it was too when was I different. started in 2012. I mean, yeah. it's changed so much since 2012. It's just crazy. Right. Yes. So I think that that's, that's one of the problems. So I think that people have to understand that you don't always have to be out there. You can, mm-hmm. you know, it, I think sometimes a little less is more, which is unusual for me to say but which is true i feel that way now you know and i think you know uh virginia i think you're going to do really good because you've been away for a while and i think that this is good for you because you have so many opinions and you are so good at what you do you know and um then people will see you out there and stop saying to me will she ever do book tours and people i you know crystal you have no idea people are still asking for book tours <laughs> Because she was very thorough, but as you know yourself, nobody they're not doing them now. People don't want – it's a no. lot of work. <laughs> How much work was it, Virginia? How much work? Oh, my God. It, it was it was a full-time job on top of a full-time job, to yeah. be perfectly yeah. honest. And, and a lot of those bloggers are burnt out, and a lot of them um, are really getting yeah. difficult to work with. So it's kind of why I backed out of it a few, you know, a few years ago. Um, and I just don't think is even though people think the book tours are good, I don't think people pay attention to that kind of marketing as much anymore because it just got so saturated no. and so so quickly. Mm-hmm. Well, I, we'd like to know what they pay attention to. <laughs> this is the question. <laughs> That's like the million dollar question. Anything that they can get a benefit from. Yeah. Anything they, they can get a benefit from is what they listen to or what yeah, they pay attention to. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, you still have to, you still, you know, I think people do have to like and share, but they're not doing that as much. So I think that that's a statement of the times no. that people aren't. That doesn't mean they're not looking at it. So I think yeah. that that's right. one of the things people right. don't realize. You know, like even for the show now, they, they you know, people will be listening because it's on demand. But it's the pictures, people, this is a picture-orientated world now. You know, they want to see it, yeah. you know, and Plus so that's what happens. Too. You have to direct them to the pictures, you know. You have to direct them yeah. and practically guide them with your hand and say, this is the link, this is where you go, and this is where you can see this book, you know. And so you have to, <laughs> you have to kind of, come on, pull string, yep. you know, come on. <laughs> And maybe, and maybe 
Marsh, this would be a good show that I could do um, in the future, kind of talking about like the direction what I've seen. Because like I said, you know, I've, I've spent time after I stopped being, you know, book festival director in Utah, working with the TV and community outreach. And so I've spent a lot of time at conferences and in training um, on how to do community policing and outreach for a police department. And picture yeah. is using pictures is a, is a big thing. It's also bold captions. And you have to look at somebody's attention within 10 to 30 seconds for you. So I, 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 love, I can do a show on this. I'd love to actually to maybe, you know, do something like that here um, and talk a little bit about that. Maybe I'll help some authors rethink some of their strategies. That sounds good, though. We need yeah. that. Yeah. You know, yeah. But we, you know, because I think the but like, you know what we said before. You said before, Crystal. You know sometimes they're not. Mm-hmm. You know sometimes the show. I can tell by sometimes the shows that we do that are that we think we're offering them a service, and mm-hmm. those are the shows that they're not listening to because they don't. They think they know. So you know right. that's, You've that's got why you know too. right. Yeah. You know that's one yeah. of the problems that I've seen. You know, and I've had shows on different. Uh, diseases and things like that that I think are important to talk about and you know but I mm-hmm. notice that that's really not you know I think it's important but Virginia knows I did a lot of those shows but I don't do them that much anymore because I think that people just they don't listen to those shows so I want to give them what you know what they want entertainment you know and well, so well, that's why Marcy just got to do the bait and switch. Say that you have a famous person coming on. I go, oh, that person can't come on, so we're going to talk about this instead. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, we've had all. Yeah, we had people from all over. I mean, we did. We've had so many shows over the last. I I don't even know how many. Like lots of shows. You know, it shows yeah. there. I you know, I think there's like nine hundred. I don't know. There's a lot of shows we've done, and um, I think that beside what we did before with um, you know, Red River. You know, which I still listen to the Red River shows, you know, but I, I think, you know, and I, I think do. that's it. I think, yeah, because I think people need to share and do things. So, I, Virginia, do you have last yeah. words? You know, usually do, do you? Um, last I, words. <laughs> I don't actually, because it's been a while since I've done this. But I do thank you for letting me come back. And Oh, I, I, you know, I've been saying that Virginia's coming back, and then that people <laughs> go like, okay, when would that be? And I go like, I yeah, she does. She says Virginia's coming back, and I'm like, well, when? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so well, I'm glad that you two know. met. I'm glad that you two met because yeah. I think you would, do, you know, get along really good. Oh, and yeah. Um, yeah, it's yeah. it's always good to have shows, you know. So I think um, we'll all be doing whatever we do, you know. And I I don't know I will if I will have a show next week or not. So I'll post it if I am going to have one. And okay. um, yeah. Well, as Marcia knows, I'm debating about doing another show by the end of this month. Um, it's, it's one of those topics that, that she's going, do you really want to go there? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no, I don't. We'll, we'll never get off, and it's a good thing. And li- listen, it's a good thing because you put the show in for an hour, and I went in and put it in for two hours because yes. – <laughs> you noticed that, right? That so, changed yes, it so, because but, I thought, I, oh, if we're going to go over, if we go over, then it's going to shut yeah. off. <laughs> but, but I will be yeah. back. I will be back in July. I'm actually talking to Justin Osmond. Him and his admiral, um, Osmond, Osmond, are doing some motivational stuff out here. They actually both live out here in Southern Utah now with me. Um, yeah, he's been out. He was on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're going to be doing so, what you like to do. This is what you like to. do. You've always yeah. liked this. 
Yeah. So and, I, I and I'm sure your blog is going to be great because you are a, a very in-depth, like I said before, person. And yeah, so yeah. you don't leave any stone left unturned. No, no. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no stone unturned. So um, I just thank everybody for coming and listening on and, and Marsha and Crystal for joining me tonight and talking about, you know, the different topics with books, movies, TV series, and and just writing in general. Um, I'd love to have you guys both back on again and we could, you know, tackle some other topics that I'm sure people are interested in. And, and Crystal's always good for a conversation, right, Crystal? You're always, you're oh, always yeah. there. I'm always up for a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I know. All right. Good night. You could you could end it, Virginia. Yeah. Too. So good night, everybody, and thank you for listening to us here at Michigan Avenue Media on Thank you. Thank you. Bye. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.